Hi, thanks for joining us today. This is Bonnie Wallace, author of The Hollywood Parents Guide. And today my guest on this podcast is Amy Anderson. Amy and I are both Hollywood parents. My daughter is Dev Cameron, who's best known for Liv and Maddie and Disney Descendants. And Amy's daughter is Aubrey Anderson Emmons, who's best known for playing Lily on Modern Family. Amy, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much for having me. So today is your birthday. Happy birthday. Yes. <laughs> today is my birthday. And um, also, as I'm sure you saw on Facebook, we're celebrating by staying home with a sick child. So that's, Yay. that's a good time. Yeah. And of course, it's perfect because today she was supposed to go in and bank school hours. And uh, we opted to stay home instead. So yeah, anybody who is interested in the whole world of kids working in this business, the whole banking school hours is still kind of a mystery to me, like how that all works, but we uh, we are not doing it today now because she's sick, so here we are at home. Not banking school hours. That's got to sound completely confusing to somebody who doesn't even know what that means. Do you want to try and define what that means to the extent that you're able to? <laughs> yeah, well, basically, a kid who works on any given day that they work, they have to attend school at least three hours, a minimum of three hours. And um, so if there's a lot of work that goes into a given week, like for instance this week, her character has scenes every single day except for today. So she's scheduled to work mm-hmm. Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. It takes the whole Monday to Friday to shoot one half-hour episode. And since they knew she was going to be working a lot, and since she's only eight years old, she can only be there a certain number of hours each day by the state labor laws, they have her come in on her day off and do an extra hour of schoolwork to bank it for the days that she's going to be shooting scenes so that she basically can shoot longer Mm -hmm. on that day. The crazy thing that I didn't know, because this is the first year she started, well, I guess she started banking last year, and I didn't really know anything about it. I had worked in this business for years as an adult, but I had never really dealt with a kid in the business. So I'm like, what are you talking about, bank? So she's like, well, you're just going to come in here for four hours, and she'll do schoolwork for four hours. So I was thinking like, oh, yeah, you bank four hours of school. And then another TV mom friend was like, oh, no, no, she only banks one hour, because three of those hours have to count for that day. Because if she sets foot on the uh-huh. lot to do school, that's considered a day of work. So she has to fulfill the three hours uh-huh. for that given day, and then she's allowed to bank one extra hour to use during the week. <laughs> so now she's uh-huh. not going to have that extra hour to bank, so now it's really, production's going to be, you have to be really tight with her time during the week, knowing she doesn't have that spare hour now. But I felt it was better to, I was on the fence about it all morning, like, do I keep her home and not have that hour? Or do I send her and have the hour, but then she might not get well and be sick by the end of the week, and then who knows what could happen. So I figured it's just best to let her stay home and get well. Yeah, yeah, because she could just go down harder if she doesn't just get the extra rest. Right, and then the entire production is like, oh, great, now what do we do? You know, it's like Friday, it's like, oh, she's really sick now, and she can't come in at all. So it's it's always a lot of pressure when that kind of stuff happens. Well, and kids get sick. I mean, and it is a lot of pressure. When when kids get sick under normal circumstances, okay, you miss a day or two at school. It's a drag. It's not a big deal. You know, parents have to stay home from work or whatever to take care of them. But, you know, if a kid who's on a, a regular show gets sick 
everything can grind to a halt conceivably. Yeah, and a lot of people and a lot of money are kind of counting on you and and uh, yeah, it really is a lot of pressure. And it's different too for kids. I mean, as an adult, if you had a bad cold, you would just go in and work through it, you know. But an eight-year-old can't really do mm-hmm. that. They just can't, you know. Yeah. Not for an eight and a half hour day, they can't. So you guys are homeschooling at this point, or or where are you in that particular uh, school journey? We are, yeah. It has been quite the journey, yeah. We are homeschooling, technically. She is a public school student, though. So her school is a public, okay. uh, independent school of a certain public district. So uh, she has okay. all the rights of a public school student. And, for instance, it's free, which is the best part for me, because I know a lot of parents in this business, their kids do online academies or different homeschool options, but they do have to pay for them. And um, this is mm. because it's through a public district. It's free. All the materials are free. The textbooks are free. The curriculum. And every week we actually meet with her elementary specialist and hand in her work. And she checks it makes sure that she's, uh, you know, on track and she knows the material. But during the week, it's either up to me to teach it or when she's at work, the studio teachers are there. Sure, sure. That's so great. So I'm going to loop back a little bit and and just sort of fill in a little bit for people who don't know anything about your story and and Aubrey's story. You are actually an actor and a comedian yourself. Um, And that's essentially how Aubrey got started in the business. Um, Ironically, because you didn't really want her to go in that direction. Um, So how did that happen? No, not really. (laughs) You know, it's it's one of those things where it just sort of... (laughs) It just sort of happened, and here it is, like, over four years later, and I still don't know what happened. But, like, it was such a whirlwind, and it I never imagined that she would be a working TV actor, especially on such a major show. Mm-hmm. I, You know, when I had a kid, I just thought, oh, I'm a mom, and I have a normal kid, and we're going to be normal people. And um, even here in L.A., where so many people put their kids in commercials when they're babies and toddlers thinking, oh, we'll be, you know, a good college fine. We'll just do it when they're little. I never had any interest in that mm-hmm. because I did it for so many years and I'm still doing it, you know, running to auditions and booking parts here and there. And it's really grueling. And I'm like, gosh, I barely have time to do that for myself. I'm not going to drag a kid and pull her out of school and mm-hmm. do all that craziness. I had no interest in it. And then uh, after the second season of Modern Family, they decided to recast the role of Lily, and my agent happened to see it in the breakdowns and said, oh, you should just submit your daughter, and I thought, oh, no, no thanks, and she really, no, you should try, you should try, it's so easy to get kids in this business, they don't care if they have experience, and she's exactly the age and the look they're looking for, and I really didn't want to, not because even, not that I didn't want her to try, but I just felt that there's no way she would get it, I just knew what the odds were, and I was like, why mm-hmm, sure." a four-year-old up for disappointment What's the, when she doesn't even know anything about this world. Like, why throw her into that situation and then just go, oh, well, just kidding, you didn't get it, so, you know, that's, and, and I'm never going to take you on another audition again. So I really didn't want to, but I talked to her about it, <laughs> and after a, a fair amount of prodding from my agent, and she she said, she was like, yeah, I want to try it. I want to be on a TV show. 
because it would be all about me. <laughs> I'm like, no, it's not all about you, but apparently you were born with the right attitude for this business. So I, she really seemed convinced to want to try it. And when I taught her the scene for the audition, I mean, I couldn't believe it. She learned it like really quickly and really enjoyed doing it. It was like a game to her. And she kept saying to me, let's do it again. Let's do my scene again. And then she would want to, switch the part she's like now you play the little girl and I'll play the daddy and let's do this and wow. she really seemed to like it I mean it was obvious to me from the beginning that she was it was something that she would enjoy and she understood I think that I said you know this is just to try it and see if you like it you're probably not going to book this but just go in and see if you like it and if you do then maybe you can try out for more things and then 10 days later I was signing this contract so she was like oh okay well I guess <laughs> I guess you you are going to book it, whatever. I was totally uh, wrong. I mean, I really didn't think she had a chance in hell. I, 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 I'm still stunned. I'm still shocked. I can't believe it. It's, it is crazy. It is crazy. And you guys, because she was so young and you went, she went straight into something so big, um, you guys skipped a lot of the stuff that, that frankly is really, really hard for a lot of people, like the whole, like, finding an agent and signing with an agent thing. You know, you already had an agent. Yeah. So that was like the sort of slam dunk and, and the, the zillions of auditions before you maybe get a little guest star role or a, you know, like, nope, straight to, <laughs> straight to main cast. Yeah, well, the so funny that's, thing that's is now, incredible. Is, well, the, the crazy thing now is that she's kind of doing it in reverse because Ooh. now that, you know, she's been on the show for four years, like, She's going into her fifth season on the show, and it's the show's seventh season. She is getting older, and there are parts out there for her, and um, she's with a larger agency now, and so they've been submitting her for some different stuff. So she's gone out on some some small roles, and some uh, like she went out for a thing on a Disney show, and she's even gone on some commercial auditions, and um, she hasn't booked any of them yet. Now, she hasn't gone out in a ton, because obviously she's a little limited by her contract, what she can do. Um, and she's yeah. got a voiceover auditions. And she hasn't, she's, so she's only gone on a handful of things. She's starting to see what it's really like to be, you know, a quote-unquote working actor, to go out there and try and try and try. And um, she actually was pinned for a guest star on a Disney show. And we all, <laughs> me as the agents, like, we're all like, oh, she's got this thing in the bag. And then they didn't. They didn't go with her. They went with a different kid. And mm. she was really sad. Like, she was crying about it and everything. But but then she was fine. You know, she cried about it for a couple minutes, and then she was fine, which I was like, whew, what a relief. Mm. I didn't know how she was going to react. But Yeah. Because um, you guys, she's get kind of doing the that. whole process Listen backwards now. Yeah, she's doing it all backwards now. So <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it's not as easy as you thought it was. I think she just thought you went to an audition, and then you got the job. Because she's done auditions with me. And she went into a commercial audition with me once, and she usually like they'll let her come in the room and just sit there and watch it. She went to the initial audition, then I got the callback, and she went in with me to the callback too. And like two weeks later, she's like, "Mommy, when are you going to shoot your show?" I'm like, "What show, honey?" She goes, "That one where I went to your audition. You were so funny in it. When are you going to shoot that?" <laughs> I'm like, "Well, no, I, I didn't. I didn't book it, honey. They picked a different woman." And she was like, "What do you mean?" I'm like, "Just because you go to the audition doesn't mean that you get it." <laughs> she had no idea there was like a process. I'm like, no, they picked someone else. She's like, well, why didn't they pick you? You were the funniest. I'm like, you didn't see all the other people. (laughs) She had no idea. This was like uh, two years ago. She had no idea. No clue. It's so cute. Maybe there's no escaping that then. (laughs) 
Yeah. You do it up front or you do it at the end. Or, you know, I think problems are most people, it's just a never-ending and never-ending thing. Oh, man. You know, oh, you yeah. guys, you have had a really different experience than we had. I mean, we didn't even come down here until Dub was 14 and a half. <laughs> yeah. At that age and a half, it's like, you know, you're as close to 15 as you are to 14 at that point. Um, and, and because of our unique school situation, um, you know, by the time she was actually booking something when she was 15, she'd already passed the Chispy, and we never, ever, ever had to deal with all that school stuff. You know, if you pass the Chispy, it was right. the California High School proficiency exam, you, you don't mm-hmm. have teachers anymore. You have the equivalent of a high school diploma, you know, but, you know, and, and you've got a whole different, like, if your kid is a, a teenager, you know, they can tie their own shoes. <laughs> they can they can make a lot of right. decisions for themselves. They know when they're hungry, and they generally take care of it. Although well, not always, you know, having a really young kid on set, I don't even I can't even imagine what that would be like to have like a little four year old actor. I mean, what what do your days look like? I mean, she's not four anymore, so I guess that's that's already quite yeah. Different. She's eight now. Yeah, she's eight now. It is intense. Um, it's, it really is just kind of this nonstop gopher position because when she started, she had just turned four. So, I mean, she was essentially still like a three-year-old, you know, like she still Mm -hmm. needed help on the toilet. She needed help cutting up her food. She, everything, she, she still needs help getting her wardrobe on sometimes, like the buttons and the Mm -hmm. zippers and the tying of the laces and like she can tie her own shoes, but they're only going to stay tied for like two seconds. So I have to do it, you know? So um, it's, it is a lot of work. And, I mean, of course, you know, the upside of having a younger child who, you know, hasn't done the chess beat is that she does have the studio teacher there to to advocate for her in situations, you know, like. But as, as the parent or the guardian or whoever you are, I mean, it still is really on you when they're little like that to really be vigilant and, and watching, like, you know, do they look, like they're really tired. Does she look like she's going to break into mm-hmm. tears right now? Does it look like she just really needs to go to the bathroom or like other people aren't going to notice that the way that you are. And we have an amazing studio teacher. I mean, I think she's probably the best in the business, but um, her name is Sharon Sachs. She's wonderful. And she's been there since the pilot of that show. So she knows all the kids mm-hmm. and she really is experienced and, and really advocates for the kids. She, I mean, we couldn't ask for better, but Still, you know, no one knows your kid like you do. And when they're little like that, it's just really constantly being right within, like, earshot so that you can run in and bring them a bottle of water or, you know, they have that look on their face sometimes and you just know it, you know. Just just the mm-hmm. other day, yesterday, just yesterday, she was shooting something and I know she was really tired because she had a hard time falling asleep. And she didn't get enough sleep uh, on Sunday night. And I could tell, like, they were doing take after take after take after take. And uh, she wasn't getting a certain tricky blocking down. And I know that was getting frustrating to her because as they would do each take, she was just able to focus less and less because that's just the way kids are. You know, it's like, right. it's like it's not like with an adult where you're kind of kid this time I'm going to nail it, <laughs> you know? Like when you're a kid, you just lose more and more focus and start getting more and more tired. And she was starting to get hungry. And I was watching her face at one point, and I just walked over to the studio teacher, and I told her that she looked to me like she was about to start crying. 
And she was like, well, mm-hmm. I know she's hungry and tired. And, and then, you know, they, and they did finally get it met, like, next two or something, I think. But it is really, it is a job in itself to just be there on set. You're constantly bringing them something or getting them something or taking them somewhere or helping with something. And, and with her, too, like, I still help her with her lines as well. I teach mm-hmm. her her lines because she can read, but she doesn't really read well enough to be acting off the page yet, not at the rate that she needs to. You know, she's shooting, like, four or five days this week. I just need to feed her the lines and teach them to her and for her to memorize quickly. I, I think that level of involvement comes as a, as a surprise to a lot of people. I mean, even though, like, we were way down the road in terms of a lot of that stuff ourselves, I was I was sort of stunned by what a basically full-time job it is to be a stage parent of a kid who's really yeah. working. Yeah. <laughs> really, anybody really <laughs> talks about that too much? Like, oh, okay, your your kid's doing this. That means you are doing this because <laughs> it's not like you're dropping yeah. them off on set and picking them up at the end of the day. Right. It's not a babysitting service. <laughs> no, really darn is. it. Yeah, it really is involved, and as each year has gone by, it's become a bigger commitment. And I kind of like, even though I was aware of what a commitment it was going to be, I, I foolishly was thinking like as she got older that it would be easier in a way, but I think until she's in her teens, you know, it really almost has gotten harder because one, she works longer hours now. Mm-hmm. And when she first started, she didn't even have to do studio school because she was only in pre-K and kindergarten. So by law, she didn't have to do studio school till first grade. So then yeah. all of a sudden, there's three more hours added to your day where you're just sitting there in a trailer waiting. And in a way, it's been nice because I do take that time for myself to get a lot of my own personal work done. But for me, I mean, I was a comedian. I was on the road traveling. And over the last four years, I've almost completely stopped traveling, which was my main source of income. So that was horrifying uh, <laughs> to be like, oh, okay, well, I can yeah. all of my income provided. That's, <laughs> that's not frightening at all as a single parent. So um, it's been... <laughs> I mean, just completely 110% life-altering. It wasn't just like this little thing we do on the side. And and that's not true for, you know, all stage parents because not every kid is going to be a series regular on a major network show. That's not typical. I mean, there's only a handful of kids out there. But um, still, even if you are just, you know, booking co-stars and guest stars and stuff like that, I mean, it's a lot of constant running, you know, pulling your kid out of school or whatever the situation is. And, and kids' auditions are always during hour. <laughs> They're always because they want them to audition after school, after school hours. So auditions usually are like between that yeah. 4 and 5 or like 3 and 5 p.m. times. So you're always driving at the worst time of the day and then having to jump on their schoolwork. And it really is life-altering. I mean, it just it changes the whole dynamic of the entire family's life, I think. Yeah, I, I think actually that it's it's just as hard if your kid doesn't have a regular gig. If your kid's got a regular gig, at least you know that, you know, Monday through Friday, you're probably sitting in their dressing room where you're on that. You, you kind of know where you're going to be, and you can yeah, sort of run around that yeah. and try and get them done through that. But the unpredictability is like, you know, yes, I can get a dental appointment. Yes, I can take this phone call. Yes, I can do this meeting. Oh, no, 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 I can't. My kid's got an audition. That was, that's what I I tell people all the time. 
Yeah. Oh, it's so hard. You can't schedule anything. And I tell people all the time, I said, 50% of my time is rescheduling. Like, 50% of my time is rescheduling, and the other 50% of stuff has been rescheduled, right? So, I mean, it's, it's constant juggling. I mean, that is, for me, I think absolutely the hardest part of it is that no two days are alike, which I like because I sort of thrive on that as a creative person. Mm-hmm. I get bored if things are the same every day. But because of that, you really you can't plan anything ahead. And it actually, it does become hard to be like kind of civilian friends because their lives mm-hmm. are fairly predictable. You know, a lot of them work Monday through Friday jobs, they're stay at home parents, their kids go to school Monday through Friday, and on the weekends they play around. And we just don't really have that. And um, you know, I mean, we can plan to go to a birthday party or plan to go to some house or whatever. And like I said, 50% of the time it just doesn't work out and we're rescheduling and rescheduling and rescheduling. And that's just the nature of this business for anyone in this business. So it's hard to, mm-hmm. to um, you know, let other people understand that you're not being a total flake. You really aren't. <laughs> that's just how, how <laughs> are. Most people, I think, cannot stand that. <laughs> So it's it's tough, but you know there there are some some upsides to it as well. Like I said, it, it never gets boring. That's for sure. Yeah, no, it's 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 fun, and I mean I don't know about you, but I I actually truly enjoy you know watching rehearsals and you know helping my kid with lines and you know watching take after take. It's actually it's quite interesting. Um, it's uh it, it, you can kind of get yeah, into yeah, the zen I, mode I do with like that, that and not be. Hopelessly bored. Like I have seen some parents who just look like they're crawling the walls if they watch their kid, you know, on the twelfth day. <laughs> oh, I know, I know. You know, That's it's, true. it's it's fun. I was I was thinking, you know, one one of the times we talked earlier, um, you were expressing, you know, your your constant concern to make sure that Aubrey was genuinely happy doing what she was doing because she started so young, um, and in fact, she she got the role of Lily because she was replacing the twins that were originally cast in that role because it turned out that they just weren't enjoying it. They were not happy being on set. And when you're cast as babies, you know, you can't really have that conversation with the babies and say, so so what do you think? Does this line up with your aspirations? You know, is this fun for you? Um, When they're really tiny like that. And so, you know, time went on and it it looks like it turned out that those kids really were not cut up to that, for that path. And so they recast the role. Uh, but of course, even at the age of four, you know, it's just really hard to know. You're just very watchful about that, and I, I think it's pretty obvious to anybody who knows Aubrey at all that she really is um, happy doing what she's doing, and really does seem to be a natural. What what advice would you have for people who, you know, have really young kids that are really too young to know what they're consenting to, um, to just sort of know if maybe they're doing the right thing, getting their kids involved in this business. Gosh, you know, it's it's hard to know. I mean, you never really can fully know when they're so young like that because they can never get the full scope of what they're really getting themselves into, even if they think, like, oh, I like TV shows and I want to be on a TV show or something like that. Do you want to say hi, Aubrey? <laughs> I'm doing an interview. Go Hi. That's Aubrey. She's here. <laughs> She's blowing her nose. I know. But, um, yeah, I mean, but it came in, blow her nose, nothing. <laughs> but, um, 
they don't know what they're talking about. So no matter how much they say that they want to try something or they think, I mean, you know, Aubrey wanted to be a mermaid at one point. So, I mean, I can't. <laughs> Aubrey's like, oh, oh, I'm talking about when you were little. When you were little. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. You can't believe like a toddler, right? You can say like, hey, do you want to be on a TV show? And they're like, yeah. Like 10 minutes later, they're like, hey, you know what? I also want to be a mermaid. So, I mean. You really kind of have to just go with your gut instinct at that point. And if you feel like it's something as a family or as a parent that you feel really ready to make that commitment, then I guess you just, you know, you can take the plunge and see what happens. I think the best advice I can give, just because you you never can know. I mean, your kid may think, even if they're older, like maybe they are like seven, eight, nine, mm-hmm. ten or older, or even like a dozen, like 14, Maybe, like, mm-hmm. she really felt like, this is my dream. This is what I'm going to do. Maybe you're into it. They go, like, you know what? This is not what I thought it was going to be. I'm not happy doing this. I'm just going to be a regular kid now, or maybe I'm going to go do something else. Mm-hmm. Is to really just mm-hmm. be okay with what happens and to not, because, you know, of course, there's always that stereotype of the, the parents who are living vicariously to their, their kids. And even the ones who are not, the ones ones who are genuinely really just there to support their kids and and be there for them, it is a hard thing to let go of. If your kid all of a sudden says, like, you know, I don't like this, in whatever way that is, Mm -hmm. you know, as a toddler, maybe they're crying, or as an older kid, they're just actually verbally telling you, I I don't think I want to do this anymore. You've got to really just be ready to to go with that as well and just to to let it go. Mm -hmm. And I know that's that's really hard for some parents like after you've invested all that time and sacrificed maybe parts of your own career and and then to see it really not pan out the way that anybody dreamed it would I mean that that's hard I mean you just got to be flexible and be willing to be honest about what is it that your kid really does want at any given point you know the kid could find that they're just complete with the whole adventure at some point like you know what I wanted to do it I did it I got what I wanted out of it now I'm ready to change gears and do something else or you know, now I'm ready to go to college or, you know, leave us behind and try something new. Or even just like, you know, it's not what I thought. I mean, you can't know what it's going to be like until you try it. Yeah. Like everything else. Yeah, because letting go of that, too, you know? is, is also part of being supportive. Like, you know, it's it's just letting them let go of that stuff and move on from it is, is also a part mm-hmm. of being supportive of that dream. You know, it's like kind of like, this yeah. is just where it's at now and I'm ready to... to change my dream like that's just being a parent you know and that's for anything I mean I think that mm-hmm. happens to sports kids it happens to, I mean that kind of stuff happens all the time you know no matter yeah, what your everything. kids into so yeah exactly um now you guys did some community theater this hiatus yeah this always dream is to do musical theater I mean right now it is who knows she may want to be a mermaid <laughs> next week but um she's never gonna let you maybe she, that now <laughs> i know she was so mad that i said that she's like mom like when you were a baby when you were three you wanted to be a mermaid it was funny she said to me she's i'm like what do you think you want to be when you grow up she's like um either i'm gonna be a cowgirl or maybe a mermaid or i'm gonna work at panda yeah. express so, those those are her big dreams right there and now look at her <laughs> She didn't. She didn't achieve any of those dreams. Failure. No, so <laughs> failure at eight. She's not a mermaid or a cowgirl or working at Panda over. Express. <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyway, the Panda. It's not too late for Panda Express, though. I hear they're they're hiring. No. So <laughs> now she's, she's like, what? Stop. 
<laughs> when you were little, you really wanted to work at Panda Express, yeah. We, yeah, so, but not anymore, I know. But, um, okay, what yeah. were we talking about? We were talking about theater. We were talking yeah, about we community theater. theater, theater, musical theater. We did theater so, this right summer, now, which theater. I think is, you know, like, it's, it's something that I've loved to for years and wanted to get back to because I was a theater actor before I moved here from Minneapolis. And then just kind of stopped doing it because L.A. sort of has this reputation of not being a good theater town. But that, I really feel like mm-hmm. it's improved and changed a lot just in the 13 years I've lived here. I mean, there is some spectacular theater here now. And, you know, you don't have to be like, you know, have this list of credits and stuff like that. There's really great stuff, both equity and non-equity happening all over the, the Southern California, all over the metro area. So, so that's fun. And. And she really adores musical theater. I took her a couple of years ago to see um, our friend Jaden Young, who was the swing for the cast of Annie on Broadway. Mm-hmm. And um, it was just, you know, like it is for many little girls, it was really life-changing for her. And um, so she's kind of had her, her heart set on singing and acting on stage ever since then. And, um, you know, she's got the chops. She's a terrific singer. So, I mean, I know I'm a little biased, but she really is a great singer. So, um so who knows? I mean, maybe when Modern Family's over, she'll focus on that, or I have no idea. Or maybe mm-hmm. she'll totally just go to school and be a normal person. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's because you know, I don't want to go to school and be normal. You don't want to be normal. <laughs> what do you think you want to do after Modern Family ends, Aubrey? Um, do more theater. She says she wants to do more theater. So, yeah, we'll see. That's so cool. That's so fun. Well, now you and Aubrey have started a really, really fun web series of your own, just the two of you. We did. It's called We're super Food Mania Review. It's so Food fun. Mania Review. Yeah, that's our YouTube channel. We launched it this summer, kind of did a soft launch to figure out what the heck we were doing because neither of us are techie people. But uh, it's been a slow learning curve for me, but a very fascinating one. And um, now that I've figured out how to make the videos, upload them, and edit them, and, and, you know, I got our friend Trisha to help with some graphics and everything, and it's starting to look like a real YouTube channel, and right now, we're, um, well, basically what Food Mania Review is, is we are a food review channel, mother-daughter team, and we taste uh, candies and treats and snacks from all over the world, and drinks sometimes, too, and um, right now, we're doing a fun thing where we're asking our viewers to send us treats from all over the world and we're starting to get some really great stuff. We got a whole package of candies from Sweden which were outrageous and um, we have some stuff coming from Argentina. We just got we just did a video last night of Mexican candy and a whole bunch of stuff on its way and so and then we also just anytime we're out in the store if we see something interesting like oh my gosh look at that bag of chips or look at that weird candy like I've never seen that we'll just grab it and then we'll try it on video so we just review the foods and tell you what we think like very honestly and we post the video every day and we're having so much fun with it that is so cool I just love yeah, that I love, love, I love some other dog thing it's like something that you guys obviously are having a totally you know fun time doing together it is it's a lot of extra calories so I have to keep exercising which is like <laughs> the only down part 
So, like, we literally, like, because sometimes we'll be pressed for time. We're like, you know, we need to make a food mania review video. We'll just do it for breakfast. So we'll have it be our breakfast. Like, I'm the worst mom. We're like, let's just eat these Oreos for breakfast. <laughs> video. We're eating, like, sweetest candy for breakfast. Like, hey, you know, it's a meal. It's a meal. But um, well, maybe really you're the fun. best mom. <laughs> yeah, I am the best mom ever, like, eating cookies for breakfast. But... The thing that I'm really enjoying about it is that it's sort of pushing us just personally into these outside of our comfort zone. Because I'm a pretty uh, adventurous eater, but Aubrey is not. But it's also making us buy stuff that I never would have bought in the store or we never would have even known about now that people are sending us stuff. And we've tried stuff that we're just like, what the heck? Like, we never would have eaten this. And some stuff we've hated and some stuff we've loved and really been pleasantly surprised with, you know, and... And and also, I think it's cool that now that we're getting more subscribers, we're starting to get a lot of comments from people like, oh, I saw that in the store, but I didn't think I would buy it, but I'm going to buy it now. And that's kind of like to feel like we're actually, people are actually listening to what we had to say and changing their buying habits. And we're on a real power trip now. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but um, <laughs> it, it, it's pretty fun. It's pretty fun. And we're hoping to really grow it into something something bigger and who knows what we'll do with it in the future. But for right now, it's just so much fun and we we're really trying to build it. And um, I just, yeah, we're having a blast with it. They're, they're really only a couple minutes each. I mean, I subscribe to a number of different, you know, channels and podcasts as I'm sure a lot of us do. And, and sometimes it's like, okay, you know, I know this is going to be interesting, but it's like half an hour. Like, like this, this conversation we're in right now is about a half an hour. It's like, okay, you don't always have a half an hour, but what you guys are doing, it's like the two or three minutes each, and you can just sort of like, you know, watch them really quickly and easily, and because they're they're just fun and they're easy. And yeah, I mean, I think it's it's uh it's kind of like our target market originally was sort of kids Aubrey's age. That's how we got started was because she was watching similar types of videos and reviews online, and I found it was just a lot of kids viewing these things, and they just go one after another after another after another, but I'm finding that a lot of older, not older, but, you know, adults and young adults are really watching it, too, because they're curious about what we've gotten in the stores that they might buy, and so it's funny, like, we just reviewed the Trader Joe's pickle-flavored popcorn, and literally, I've had so many friends text me and email me or, or comment on the site saying, on YouTube, saying, I saw that in Trader Joe's and was like, no way. Or like, I was going to buy that, but I was afraid to. And now I know I really don't want to, or maybe I do want to try. It's it's really funny how people have been watching it. We have friends who've been watching it every day because they want to see what we have to say about different products. So it's, yeah, it's you're becoming an influencer. <laughs> That's right. We're influencers. <laughs> We're so hip. You're so hip. Well, you're so you, fun, you, and I'm so you, glad you to know, know you. We should have um, you and Dove should come on and do a guest guest review with us. Would you do it? Totally. Oh, totally. Oh my gosh, totally. We should I get something just really. I would do it in a heartbeat. Crazy. The is she an adventurous eater or is she a picky eater? Oh my, yeah, her schedule is insane. Of course, she has so much her going on right evil. now. But like, um, yeah, but yeah, we She's should totally. We'll definitely eater. we'll have you do it. Oh really? Because we've had some crazy yeah. stuff. It would be fun. But, yeah, we'll definitely for sure have to have you do a guest review with us sometime. Okay. I'm all over that. I'll talk to you about it. <laughs> okay. Excellent. Excellent. So um, everybody who's listening should subscribe to Food Mania Review on YouTube. It's yeah. super fun. Yes. And um, watch for Aubrey 
on the new Jesus in the Modern Family, which is coming up this fall. Yes. And uh, is, uh, anything yes, else you want to on September 23rd. September 23rd, um, cool. That, yes. Any Modern other? Families, yes, September 23rd. And then I have, um, well, I don't know when this podcast is airing, but uh, September, the weekend of September 25th, 26th, I think it is. That Friday and Saturday, I'll be at the Ventura Comedy Festival out in Ventura, California. I'm doing four shows out there. So you can go to VenturaComedyFestival.com, I believe is the website, and check it out there. And also on my website, my website net, and I have my, yeah, I have my individual shows listed right on there. So if they go to there, they can see exactly which, because there's like a ton of shows in the festival. But on my website, amyanderson.net, they have the four shows listed that I'll be appearing on that weekend. That's wonderful, amyanderson.net. That's a lot going on. Well, Amy, thank you yeah, for talking with me. Thanks for joining us on this podcast today. For a limited time, I'm offering my two online workshops, Preparing Your Child for Hollywood, and the more advanced, Helping Your Child Succeed in Hollywood at a low introductory price. These workshops are invaluable resources for parents of young actors, whether you're actually aiming for Hollywood or just thinking about it. You can them on the workshops page of my website, hollywoodparentsguide.com, or just go to hollywoodparentsguide.com forward slash workshops. These low introductory prices are subject to change without notice, of course, so catch them now before they go up. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Bonnie Wallace of the Hollywood Parents Guide. Until next time, keep following your dreams.